Welcome to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. This is Philip. Philip, who are you? Who am I? A question I often ask myself. Uh, marketing consultant, uh, dad, husband, uh, wearer of many hats. Okay, I was going <laughs> philanthropist. Uh, you know, uh, hobbyist. Uh, anything you throw an IST on the end? Yeah, I uh, I like to do it all. Yeah, I, hey, I like it. Well, you you have one thing that uh, I always brag about you. What is it? Oh, what is it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't you don't remember? Uh, it, I saw it on your resume, and I hired you pretty much because of it. Oh, uh, Eagle Scout. Yeah, that's that's pretty hard to get. It is. It uh, takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication, a lot of work, and I think I did it on my last day possible. Really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. What's the What's the cutoff? I, I I never did Cub Boy any of the any of the Scouts. Yeah, I think you have to do it by, by your seventeenth birthday. Okay, so, so you, you were you were, right at the end there. It <laughs> like that week where you like you know lighting fires because it's not oh, yeah. really that anymore. It's whenever you get down the end, it's more you know community service stuff like that, right? Yeah, for sure. But I mean. And there's still paperwork and stuff you have to fill out and uh, you know some some things uh when you're 17 aren't uh maybe as important as others so that glad you did it it's <laughs> it's it's one of those selling features that but it, it shows dedication it's you know and you're you're in the millennial uh crowd we've, sure. we've talked before about this on this show is that you're definitely in the millennial crowd but you know that's that's a dedication that a lot of people don't have it is. I, I think going through something like that can really help set you up uh, for the future. It really, you know, ingrains you with great values and that kind of stuff. And, you know, a lot of people don't grow up with that. So it's it's something that I think helped me and, and you know, translate into a good work ethic and such. I, I will, I will testify that you do have a great work ethic and you, you have a, a great positive outlook on life, especially for a millennial. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm old. Yeah, that, that's all. I, I think, I think I just had a, a, a moment of being old, uh, these days. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do? What do I do? Uh, well, work wise, work wise, I consult with clients. I help, uh, build out partnerships here. And, um, you know, really try and, and help independent insurance agents grow their business online with, uh, with marketing, with SEO and, uh, you know, just trying to help these guys stay competitive when some people think the market could be shrinking. That's a, that's a real question is that, you know, do you feel the market is shrinking? Sometimes, um, when you look at strictly budgets, uh, you have these giant carriers that have, you know, multi-million dollar budgets, billion. sometimes billion dollar <laughs> yeah. budgets. And uh, how does the mom and pop insurance agency compete? Mm-hmm. And you have to find other ways to do that aside from just dumping money into something because you're never going to be able to to compete at the same level. So you have to be creative. And I think uh, one of the things that I like to do is is try and think outside the box and try and help these agencies compete in a space that's really competitive. Yeah. Well, it, and it is, it is competitive, uh, from all walks of life. And, you know, one of the things that I always, and it's always tenuous because you got, you know, you're familiar with lemonade, right? Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've got lemonade who's, who's, who's really a marketing organization. Let's, sure. let's put that, put that outside of everybody's, you know, any, any doubt is that they are a marketing organization. Yes, they offer insurance. They offer an insurance service, mm-hmm. but they are about marketing. 
They talk about their, it, it is about their content generation it is about their corporate governance. It's about all that type of stuff. And yes, they happen to sell insurance, but they're trying to change the world through culture and insurance instead of trying to find the better insurance type thing. And we talk, we talk about it all the time in this industry and whatnot. But one of the interesting things that I wanted to get your take on mm -hmm. is Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> is that is that a is that a left turn? He's like, okay, let's talk about lemonade and Beyonce. Lemonade and lemonade. <laughs> and that's the real question is um you know, that that's one of the things that I, I, I look at as a challenge in, in your job and also a challenge in the industry is Beyonce's lemonade album. Yeah, it's uh gosh, when Lemonade came out, the album, uh, I was fascinating how that affected uh, not just search results, if we're talking about Google, but also how it affected, if I were to guess, the company Lemonade. Mm -hmm. uh, I was reading an article just in the past couple weeks that was talking about how the search results changed once the album came out. Mm -hmm. And the conclusion based on this article was Beyonce could have named this album anything and she would have dominated the results for it because yeah. that's what people want. Yes. So it, I don't know. It was a, it was a fascinating thing uh, for me. And you, you know, um, they they just had to go crap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and the, the, you know they're going to take it with a spin. I mean, there, there's a lot of spin. Well, as long as we're still on the first page, or we advertise on that first page, or we have PPC or something like that, we can still garner positioning, and then we can maybe tail into that marketing. So I, I could see the the positive spin. That, that they would receive. And I'm sure they got, you know, kind of ancillary traffic from all of that. So yeah. I could see that it's good and bad. And I wonder, you know, how they, how they really took it. And what, what is your take on that? And if I were, if I were lemonade, I think at first I would have put my head in my hands and said, Oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, lemonade came out. That's what everyone wants to talk about. But, but you're right. It's also an opportunity. Uh, I don't have numbers, but when, the album came out, the search traffic for the phrase lemonade skyrocketed. Yep. So you're having all of these additional views uh, that are looking for lemonade and, and people are going to see it. And a big part of marketing to me is having that brand recognition. Mm -hmm. If you see it once, maybe you'll remember it again. Maybe when you're looking for the album, you're living in your apartment. Um, maybe in six months, your renter's policy comes up and you remember, you know what? I was looking for Lemonade and, and there was a company, an insurance company called Lemonade. I accidentally clicked on it. They have a really cool site. Yeah. So maybe I should go look at them. Yeah. And you know, that, that's, that's the challenge that I, I really want to find ways to help the independent agent with is that, um, you know, they look at it and go, I searched Dallas auto insurance. It's mm -hmm. like progressive Geico. Allstate nationwide. I mean, you can't be an independent agent just for Dallas auto insurance in the top five or six. Yeah, it's it's really tough. Um, you have to get creative, and it, maybe you don't go after Dallas auto insurance. Maybe you go after a longer phrase. People search in so many different ways, and the way technology is changing with AI and uh, with personal assistants, like uh, you know. Uh, Siri or yeah, Cortana, Cortana or whatever, yeah. search is changing and mm -hmm. it's changing a lot. And people are doing search in so many different ways that you have to be creative and find out where you can gain traffic while not going after something that is dominated by the Geico's of the world. Yeah. 
And, and that's, uh, you know, one of the things that I see currently in the way that I search is that whenever I do use voice search, I'm not just saying Dallas auto insurance, Nope. you know, it is now, um, are there any, uh, insurance agencies near me? Yeah. And, and what's near me? And then mm-hmm. you've got to be working the, the your site differently because near me needs to be told where you are specifically through yeah. like schema and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Near me is huge. Uh, and it's something that's really come on in the past few years. And if you have a Google Home, you know, at your house or uh, Alexa at home, you might say, hey, Google or Alexa, um, where can I get insurance around me? Or what's the cheapest insurance near me? And as an agency, you need to be able to show up for that because that's a, that's a huge opportunity because Geico's not going to show up mm-hmm. because Geico's not near you. Yeah. Um, so for, for local agencies, it's a, it's a huge opportunity and you really just have to focus on, on local SEO strategies and, you know, that can be something that can help you show up more. Yeah. It, yeah. Well said. It's 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 hard to it's hard to follow that up. Usually I'm over here yapping, but that that's perfect perfectly on the on point. Because um, you know, Liberty Mutual has has worked out a deal, I believe, with Alexa, where they are, you know, hey Alexa, sell me auto insurance and it will go to that. But it doesn't satisfy the near me query. No, it doesn't. No. And and that's where that's where we see things all the time. We see that you might be in a small little city outside of a large city, but you're able to to grab traffic just based upon the people around you. And as long as you're in a populous area, which most insurance agents are going to be around people. Sure. I mean, they're not in West Texas in, you know, the middle of the King or, you know, in the middle of the King Ranch or out there, whatever it may be. They're just not in the middle of that. And, um, they're, they're around people. So people are going to be searching and, and you need to maximize that. Yeah. I mean, that's right. You, you have to be visible. It's all about being visible. If you're not visible, uh, then you might get left in the dust. Yeah. And I, have you seen agencies where, where do you see agencies really getting uh, search engine uh, traffic? I, and I'm, and I'm inclusive to, um, you know, local search organic and all that. Yeah. I think local search specifically is something that um, most agencies can really focus on to try and grow. Uh, when you try to move outside your local area, uh, things get difficult because the competition uh, it really increases a lot. So when you're able to focus locally, you have a more, you know, micro focus, niche focus, and you can really tailor your marketing and tailor uh, the work that you're doing um, on one specific thing as opposed to trying broadening it out. Mm-hmm. So if you can be more specific, um, then, you know, at that point, you're you're able to really try and, and, and hit your goals and try and grow your business locally because you're not trying to do too much. It's don't do too much. I mean, that's a big thing that agents, I think, fall short of. They try to do too many things. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, you know, you, you speak with a lot of agencies and you mm-hmm. work with hundreds of agencies on their, their marketing plans and, and working local search and working with our teams to bring them to the, the forefront of search engines and all that type of stuff. And we compete on a lot of words for these agencies. But, you know, you jump in and you're like, okay, well, you have organic, local, local listing, listings, PPC, you know, you have all these things. And what do, what do agencies think? I mean, cause uh, there's a lot of marketing podcasts out there. There's a lot of them in this industry and 
you know, weekly they're, they're just pounding at home. Uh, you gotta do this. You gotta do that. You gotta do this. Gotta do that. And, but agents have this one thing that they're doing. They're selling insurance. They've right. they got to run their business. You know, it, it's, it's unfortunate that, that a lot of agencies cannot afford their own marketing team, their own mm-hmm. marketing person. And it always falls on someone whose job is to do something else. I mean, how many, how many agencies do you work with where you're working with the principal? Or, or agency admin or something. Gosh, almost all of them. I'd say maybe 10% have an actual dedicated marketing person. Yeah. And whenever they have that dedicated marketing person, it, they're focused on, they're focused on that. But as you're saying is like, they try to take on too much because they hear on all these podcasts, Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, <laughs> there, there's a lot of things out there. There's little blogs. There's, um, you, you know, that you go to shows and you just, you're just, Pounded, yeah. It's pounded into you that you got to do all these things. What would you really recommend is the one thing to start and do well first? Yeah, I will say I, I do think it's good for agents to to try multiple things because you never know what's really going to fit for you. And until you try these things, um, you know, you could be missing out on that one. You know, there's no golden bullet or anything, but you could be missing out on the one thing that works best for you. But with that being said, uh, yeah, I think too many agencies do too many things. But to answer your question, um, what's the one thing that agents can do starting out? Have a plan. I think too many agencies, um, like you said, they go to conferences, they listen to podcasts, they they listen to the agency down the street or you know at the um, chamber of commerce meeting. They hear all these things and they just start doing them but they don't really have a plan. They don't have a way to know if it's working. They don't know how to track the ROI on it. I think there's a big uh, missing piece uh, when it comes to marketing and actually knowing what's working for you. So if you have a plan, if you know how to track your ROI, uh, then I think you could probably be successful with, with just about anything you want to try, but sit down, set some time aside, plan it out and make sure you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Do you, do you really, um, is it local search? The, the one is yeah. really going after that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I've seen local search that, you know, we, uh, some inside metrics, if you want to know sure. is that we, we only get about 16% of our traffic on our websites, um, come from local search, mm-hmm. you know, the, the uh, organic search is still the highest because a lot of people will just type in an agency's name. Sure. They're, they're trying to reach that agency. So that will count as an organic or a direct result or something like that. And so you get a lot of those, but 16%, it's, it's, it's a good number. It's better than social. It's not as good as organic. It's not as big, good as direct, but it's a good number. However, the, the corollary on that is that 27% of that traffic converts to a lead. And you know, you know me, I'm, I'm always like, I don't care about number of visitors. Mm -hmm. I don't care about number of page views, time on site. All of those things are just out the window to me. I don't, those don't matter. Those don't matter. It is how many leads are you getting? I mean, I remember one, one time, you know, our, uh, our website broke into like the top five or 10,000 or whatever it was of, um, Alexa rank mm-hmm. on, by the way, the old Alexa rank, sure. you know, the, the knowledge <laughs> graph of, uh, Amazon. And I was like really excited. I was like, but you know, in the end is we just need the traffic. And, um, so it, it's not about that. It's about the leads. And whenever you have something that converts at that level, it's, it's amazing that you get that traffic and it converts so well. And I, I just like, we got to jump, we got to get people to jump right on that. Yeah, twenty seven percent is nuts. Like that's mm. a huge number, uh, and 
if people aren't doing it, then it, it's a huge swing and a miss yeah. for them. Yeah. So you, you've, uh, you, you've had kind of an outside look. You used to, wh- where'd you work before ITC? Cause it was, Gosh, before, uh, I actually worked up, up north in Frisco here and, uh, worked with FC Dallas in their marketing department. Oh, okay. That's, that's freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. I'm a huge soccer fan. So my weekends are usually full of, uh, getting up early and watching, uh, Premier League soccer. So. Oh, yeah. Who's your team? Yeah. Uh, I'm a Tottenham fan. Okay. Spurs. So, yeah. We had a, a sad loss yesterday out of the Champions League, but, you know. It's uh, it's a long season still. <laughs> Spoken like a true fan. <laughs> we got we got slaughtered. You know, yeah. lose by a goal is getting slaughtered these days. But uh, it's it like, was a goal. It was just one. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you we got slaughtered yesterday. It's a long season. You know, we got a lot of time before that. At least, you know, at least it's not uh, U.S. Uh, World Cup soccer. Yeah, let's not bring that up. <laughs> it just makes me sad. Uh, just uh, you know, that, that's that's some of the fun time. Uh, I, you know, I played soccer forever. I mean, I played it for uh, four until uh, God knows when. You know, I, I I love soccer. I love I love playing it, and um, you know, I really enjoy the camaraderie that you get whenever you because it, it just doesn't exist on a national level. No. Um, for any any of our sports, there is no national baseball team. There is no national football team. There technically there is a national football team. Just sure. the the rest of the world's national football team. Yeah, not the same. Yes, the and same. you know, so soccer is is you know we should do it right. We should just call it football and call uh, you know what the Cowboys do is um, you know oblong ball, oblong ball, <laughs> handball, handball. There he is, and. Um, but um, it's 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 crazy. The last two World Cups, you know, it was always we. I mean, I remember just getting a whole bunch of people, and we were all cheering like everybody. Yeah. It was it was the rare time that the entire bar, no matter where you were, the entire restaurant, because you know, whenever it was you know halfway across the world, those were going off at six a.m. So it was you weren't drinking beers, you were drinking coffee and having sure. you know bangers and eggs uh-huh. at, at the at the Londoner. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, but everybody was cheering they all had that common goal. And, you know, that one guy in the corner that was rooting for the, the opposing team, he knew he was out of place and he yeah. knew it. And it, it's, it just brings so much. So I was really disappointed whenever they, they missed that. Yeah. I, you know, I almost didn't even watch the game where they ended up losing because I didn't expect it. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody did, but yeah, I guess as a U.S. soccer fan or as a soccer fan in general, uh, there's not much more that could be disappointing than that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really the ultimate miss. And then and then you got people like Justin who are on the the hand football side, mm-hmm. and they're you know they're his his team's the Pats, the Patriots, and you know. He's he doesn't want to watch the games because if they lose, he's like, oh, they shouldn't even gotten there. And then this Super Bowl, you know, last year he was he was a wreck watching the Super Bowl. He was I just bet he was he was just crazy. I mean, he left at halftime. He packed up his family and and left, and you know was you know throwing food at him and all that. Not oh, really, gosh. but he he was a. <laughs> and then like you know they they come back and and destroy it, and you know he's he's happy go lucky. Well, this year he was just like, oh, they're they're gonna lose. 
so I, I get that whole feeling of yeah. like just I don't even want to watch. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but uh, you know that's life for you. <laughs> uh, well, you're also a Rangers fan. Yeah, and um, we know whenever they, we had the same thing whenever um, we were out there watching when they were in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, twice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they just. One out of way, one out of way, one out of way, over and over and over again. And it it was heartbreaking and destroyed. So I, it I was. I, I get the I get the feeling of, of what you're saying there. Yeah, I remember the uh it must have been game six against uh St. Louis when the Rangers were playing and you know, Cruz misses the ball, that's fine, whatever. But when Hamilton hit his two run home run in extra innings, that was it was a movie to be made yes. about that. And unfortunately there wasn't yeah, because uh, Cruz couldn't catch it <laughs> and we lost. <laughs> yeah. And we lost again. Yep. And then we, uh, and then we went back next year and lost again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard being, being a sports fan. And it's, I, I'm on the, the periphery of sports. Like I'm more tech, I'm mm-hmm. more go out and, you know, I, I try to mix the world of technology and being outdoors. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I very rarely watch sports and it's, it's weird that sports is, is soap operas for men. Yeah. It's, I mean, it really is. That's, that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Cause <laughs> live and die by it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, Oh, did you hear what this person did and that? And you know, it's exactly like, you know, days of our life mm-hmm. and the and dynasty, uh, but it's played out a, a, on a much larger scale. I mean, we, we have people here at the office that just, they listen to, um, they, they listen to, uh, sports all day long. They just have it going on in the background, yep. you know, uh, just, the, the talking heads yapping back and forth. I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, that, that's, uh, what, you know, they're, that's kind of what people use podcasts for. You know, sure. They're listening to us banter right now, you know, or maybe not. I'm, I'm not sure if anybody listens. I mean, we're probably talking to, I'm a listener. So uh, okay. we got one. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's more than I thought. So yes, that's great. Well, uh, do you listen to, you know, other than uh, listening to sports shows, do you listen to any other podcasts? Gosh, not really. I really stick to sport. You know, there's a, I I couldn't tell you the name of them. There's a few that I like to listen to that are entrepreneurial, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial, um, and that kind of stuff. I always think it's really fascinating how people start businesses Mm -hmm. and where they start from, where they end up, how they got there. Uh, like Southwest Airlines used to give out free bottles of booze when you got on their plane way back in the day, which, seems crazy but you could also smoke on planes way back in the day which seems crazy uh so uh, that kind of stuff always fascinates me but you ride in cars without seat belts <laughs> and car seats used to be little metal cages you oh, just strapped in the car <laughs> my car seat was a wheel well in the back seat it's crazy that's crazy <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a couple pillows and a in a blanket so that i didn't uh, get cold down there that's it's it's a completely at least that was safer than sitting on mom's lap in the front oh seat gosh. you know I, I would have become a baby projectile <laughs> and but yeah it's it, that's a huge difference is is the oh, world. Yeah. and you know i i agree with you some of the podcasts i listen to and the ones i listen to are really on the entrepreneur side mm-hmm. is like how people uh do business because if you if you're not learning and that's uh Another thing that, you know, comes into play when you talk about agencies and their marketing mm-hmm. is that um, a lot of agencies also forget to run a business. Yes. 
they, um, you know, they, they're really in how it goes. Like whenever I started my consulting business, I was really good at consulting. I was really good at, I was really good at, uh, you know, computers and networking and, and, uh, all the interoperability that you would have between all the systems. And it was super duper easy because of that. It just, I didn't know how to run a business. Sure. And I had to go, go to business school effectively and, and learn how to run a business. And, you know, just like agencies with their marketing, they also, you know, there's sometimes they were really good agents and they're good salespeople and they go start their own agency and they forget to run the, run the business underneath the agency. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think one thing that agencies forget, or at least principals and agencies that I work with forget is that it's, it's always good to work in your business. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think they forget to work on their business. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, that don't look at the big picture. They're sucked into doing, um, the little things, you know, they're not, maybe they're not supposed to be a salesperson, but they're helping in sales. Um, I think people forget to work on their business. Uh, I think that's, I think agencies and, uh, president CEOs, whatever of these independent agencies that have that opportunity, I think they're the ones that are really successful. And I think those are the ones that are really prepared for the future. Cause as technology changes, as strategies change, they have someone that can adapt to that. Mm -hmm. Whereas these agencies where everyone's working in the business instead of on it, they don't have that opportunity because they're so sucked into the day-to-day minutia. Yeah. Well, did, um, you know, the other, the other thing that you have is the absentee owners, Mm -hmm. the ones that are like, ah, well, he, he, he got, he, he did this, she did that. And then we haven't seen them, you know, they're, they're often Cabo San Lucas mm-hmm. or they're, they're off on the golf, you know, practicing their golf swing, you know, and that's the other thing that is detrimental is it, it's the complete opposite swing is like a, a touch free business and no business truly is touch free. No, no, it, it, it can't be. I mean, yeah. if, if it's, if it's touch free, it's, it's, it's probably going to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, it's. You know, independent agents, really any agencies and brokers that are out there these days, they need to look at the holistic thing. They need to look at what is my marketing plan? What is my business plan? What am I sticking to? What am I doing? My hiring plan and and all of that type of stuff, because, you you know, uh, as agency, you know, I I think a lot of agency principals are listened and to podcasts because they're Mm -hmm. they're focused in the ones that are really listening. They want to grow their business. And I've, I've been told this and I I believe it was my dad that said this was that you don't make money working for somebody. You don't make money working for yourself. You make money having people work for you. And the only way that you have efficient people working for you is if you're there. If you're sure. able to manage that, because the second that you're an absentee owner or, you know, and you're not even there the, or the, the flip side where you're being the salesperson, you're, you're not in that sweet spot. You're not the one you're working for yourself at that point, or you're not working at all for your company. You need to find that sweet spot. And I think that's a, I, I, would you be interested in coming back and talking a little bit more about this? Like going, doing, yeah, I'd love to doing love a little, to. A little uh, kind of like uh, business 101 type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, on, for sure. On how to, you know, not really just setting, it's not setting up business plans, like just pitfalls, because you've seen a lot of them. Sure. And and there are a lot of them. Yeah. It's, it's easy to get sucked into one of those, and you have to be careful not to. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be fun. 
Okay. Well, so did you enjoy enjoy doing this today? Yeah. I, this is my first podcast, but this is great. It's, yeah. It's fun. It's it's always good to try to get some of this information out there to help people. I mean, that's that's what I do every day. So this is another avenue to do that. Yeah. Do you, do you know that we've been talking for 27 minutes? Oh, I don't know that I've talked for 27 minutes yet today. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, we, we just hit 27 and a half minutes on this. So not bad. Uh, not bad. It's, it's, you know, you, you go, okay. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, well, I uh, wanted to thank everybody for listening. Uh, make sure that uh, you uh, subscribe. Uh, we're on Google Play. We're on iTunes. We're now on TuneIn, working on that Spotify integration. Got a, got a lot of ways for you to hit, uh, hit us up. Make sure you uh, subscribe. And don't forget, um, if you have any um, questions or you'd like to comment on uh, – you know, some of the things you've seen as an agency or as a business owner that you think could be beneficial that we could talk about at a future show, uh, feel free to contact us at uh, contact at insurancehappyhour.com. And, uh, you know, really, we didn't have any links or anything that we talked about. We kind of just blew through things. Yeah. So there's not going to be any show, you know, they're going to be a show note, but there's not going to be anything really, you know, check out this link and, and do that. So it's... Uh, it's great. Well, I appreciate uh, you filling in for uh, Becky. We'll definitely have you back, and you know we got a th- we got a third spot. So whenever, even when we're back, uh, you, she comes back. You can actually uh, uh, join in, and maybe we can go at uh, go at things kind of like a back forth uh, round robin type. Oh, that'd be fun. I'd love to. Yeah. Well, it's been fun, and uh, we'll uh, see you next week. Very good. Thanks for listening. still here it's over go home go